Hey there, so this is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein, and I have the awesome privilege of helping you get ready to stand before Jesus that day. He continues to tell us that we're not ready over and over again, and so today, today he's going to teach us more about being ready so we can stand before him, that bride without spot or wrinkle, which just means to be recreated in his likeness, being willing to let him show us his way. And then we just follow. So anyway, so let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you. We give you all the glory. We thank you that you don't want to leave us behind, that it's not your will that one should perish and, and that you just keep reaching out over and over again to tell us the truth. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. So I want to read to you Ephesians 2.10. This is an Amplified Classic Bible. We are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. So that's the plan. We were talking about the plan. The plan is that we are recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand, for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Living that good life. And I also wanted to read to you Ephesians 3, verse 20. This is the plan he has for us. To him, in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, he's able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. So he has even more good for you than you could even think of by yourself. That's his plan, to recreate you in his likeness and get you to that place where you can where you can just walk in that plan more than you can ask or think plan that he has for you. And the opposition of that is the enemy who is out to still kill and destroy. So as soon as you get on that path, you're walking in it. Jesus is recreating you in his likeness. He's instructing you, convicting you, showing you how to live in his kingdom right here and right now as he instructs us. Um, Revelation 3.19, he corrects those he loves. As he corrects us and we walk in that correction, we're on that path that leads to the good life. And the thing is, we touched on it a little bit yesterday, the enemy always comes with this curveball. He wants to redirect your path. He wants to reconstruct your path to get you to take that turn off into hell where there isn't weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so he works in your daily life just to get you off that path. You know what God has said to you. You're walking on the path. And then all of a sudden he comes up with this clever idea to poke you somewhere where he knows that he can get to you. Like, oh, he's got this wild idea that, you know, something that, you know, you you just want to do. And um, it, it's like exciting and you didn't see it coming, but yeah. So all of a sudden you're off the path that God gave you to be on to recreate you in his likeness. And then that thing that Satan has you to do always gets you off the hook kind of thing. And so it's more inviting. It's a trick. It's a ploy. You know, instead of Eve looking at that beautiful apple, he gave her permission to take a bite of it. 
And that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to get you off that path that leads you to that good life. It's a trick that leads you to that good life that God has for you. And just like Jesus said, he comes because, and he can move you because you haven't had that root. You have to have that experience with God. So you got to be rooted in the word of God. You have to understand that he's going to come dressed as an angel of light. He's going to come dressed up like God to try to get you off that path. To it, It's always like what seems easier than like, for instance, believing for your healing. Um, I have a really good example. When my son was younger, we were getting in the car and I have been believing God for his healing since he was born. And we have had, we have had um, healing after healing. It's been a progression. And it's as our faith is growing and as we, we walk down that path and don't let anything get in the way. And of course, along the way, because we weren't rooted, Jesus said those who aren't rooted, he comes and he just pulls that truth away from you. And so we've had the experience of getting pulled off the path. But I stuck my feet in the ground. The word says, having done all, stand. Right? So you, you got the word, you got the truth, and you stand in it, and you're not moved. And so anyway, we were getting in the car one day. Um, we were in the store, and we were getting in the car. And someone came up to us from, I can't remember the name of the place, and he offered to do free surgeries on my son. And I was just like, no way. I was thinking you're nuts. But at the same time, you know, if you thought the other way, it could be a little easier because we've been believing and believing and it's been taking time. And so it would have been an easier way. I noticed a lot of people, instead of believing God for a healing, it just seems too hard. So they go in and they have surgery instead. Now, I'm not, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just saying God's best, what he did for us on that cross, what he did for us when he took those stripes, he did for every part of our life. And I knew that. I knew by his stripes my son was healed. And I can see it on the inside because I took the time to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing the word, not having heard the word, but hearing it every day, every day, every day. And I keep hearing it. I keep talking to Jesus. And he keeps telling me where we get stuck and to keep going. And the promise is by his stripes, he was healed. And so I said no. And um, I went and told someone about it. And that person's like, you should do that. That's a great opportunity. Now I know another little girl who has rods in her back. Um, my son was born with spina bifida. And so their, their spine tends to curve. And she has rods in her back. And that was the thing that, one of the things that they mentioned in this, that, and the other thing. And I am not for doctors to begin with because I have not had good experience with doctors. And so I said, no. I said, no. And we left and we just keep fighting that good fight of faith. And actually, there was a point where um, the doctor said my son's spine was curving a little bit. And God, as good as he is, he used to tell him he should get up more. Don't sit so much. And, and walk. And 
do exercises. And he did all that, and then his back straightened out. So the, the things that um, the world, man, maybe without the wisdom of God, think aren't always true. And so we can't depend on them. God's way is once, once he does that healing, it doesn't change. My son also had hydrocephalus, and his shunt came out of his head. When you have hydrocephalus, it's when the water in the brain doesn't drain on its own. And he had a shunt put in his head. And it was right like two weeks after he was born, and I wasn't in my faith where I am now, and it, it was like this emergency thing, and I didn't even get a chance to to um, think about it or do anything about it. It just happened, just one of those things that happened before you knew what was happening. And so it was like the worst part of his diagnosis to think that his head could swell up with water and he could go blind and this, that, and the other thing. But I kept believing, I kept saying, by his stripes, he was healed. I wasn't letting the enemy get me off the path. But he was trying and he continues to try. And so what we have to do is we have to be strong in our faith. We have to stand in that promise, and we have to grow by hearing the word. And we have to recognize when he's trying to get us off the path, and when he's trying to get us off the path, I'll tell you, it always looks easier. Rather than going through and doing the right thing and having that integrity, it looks easier to just go and do what you feel like doing. Just do what your flesh wants to do. And that's how the enemy wants it to be. He, he wants you off the path. He doesn't want you bringing glory to God. He doesn't want you bring glory to his name. He wants you to live like the world, call yourself a Christian, and not be that witness for Jesus. He wants you to look like the world so it doesn't look like Jesus is any different. And so we all end up on the white path and we're, we're taking that wide path that doesn't lead to eternal life. But the narrow path where, where there's a lot of pressure on it leads to eternal life. Matthew 7, 13, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction. And many are those who are entering through it. But the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure and the way is straightened and compress that leads away to life, and few are those who find it. So to, to stay on that path that God recreated, that God created for you, to be recreated in Christ Jesus, to be that bride without spot or wrinkle is the objective. To be that bride, to be recreated in his likeness is the very thing the enemy is trying to stop. And when we're recreated in his likeness, we're going to have the fruit of that. You're going to see the manifest, manifestation of a supernatural healing, something that can't be done in the white path, something that isn't done in the world. But it's done on that narrow path. When you take to being recreated, being corrected, walking in his likeness, being like him, the whole point is for you to be like him, represent him, show how good he is. Show the difference between light and dark. Get on that narrow path and prove his will is perfect in every area of life. Yeah, it's not the easiest path to take, 
but it's well worth the walk. It's worth it to see the manifestation of your son's healing, to see the manifestation of the glory of God, to see the goodness of God, to go ahead and prove that by his stripes, you were already healers, already made provision for you because God loves you so much. He already made provision for you. You don't have to walk in the dark or the sickness and disease or the poverty. You can walk in the light. You just got to do it his way. You got to live by his principles. And, and that's the very thing that Satan tries to get you to not do. And Jesus explained it in, in Mark 4. We went over it and over it again. He said, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to get you off that narrow path. He's going to come and try to trick you to take what looks like the easier way, the way that leads to destruction. Isn't that what we just read? The gate is narrow and is contracted by pressure. The way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life. And few are those who find it. Enter in through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and spacious and broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many are those who are entering through it. And so he's trying to get you off that narrow path. He's trying to keep you from being recreated in God's likeness, from not having spots and wrinkles, from not being corrected, not knowing Jesus, not doing his will. Jesus said, many on that day are, are, are going to stay away from me. I never knew you because you practiced lawlessness. You weren't recreated in my likeness. You're not without spot or blemish. But you're walking in the likeness of the evil one. You've let him control your life. And so we got to let Jesus do what he has to do in us. And it's well worth the walk. Eternal life. Your eternal life is at stake. If you live by your fleshly desires, which are evil. Your fleshly desires are evil. Your fleshly desires are about you. It's all about you. And in God's world, the goodness of God, it's not about you. It's about serving and loving others. And that is really the source of godliness, the, the, the source of how you were created to live. Being recreated in his likeness, you're going to love others first. You're going to have happiness, peace, joy, contentment. You're going to have integrity, doing the right thing when no one's looking. Being like your father. We can't live in heaven and bring our sin with us. And the world is teaching us sin is okay. In fact, they don't even know anymore the difference between right and wrong, what sin is and what sin is not, because they're so far away from Jesus. They're, they're on the wide path, and they don't care, and they think it's going to be okay. And hell, and it's not going to be okay. And so when you're walking on this path, when you're following Jesus, you have to know, Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything, the enemy is going to come and try to get you off that path. And he's going to try to hook you into something that your flesh is going to like more than what Jesus is having you to do. In fact, he's going to make you forget all about what Jesus said, all about the plan. Jesus, you know, he, he's going to tell you the plan. It's going to be your heart's desire, and he's going to tell you it. But if you don't keep hearing the word, if you don't keep hearing him, 
if you're not connected, you're going to forget the plan. Especially when Satan comes in with something all exciting and, oh, this is so much easier than what you're doing. This is better, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you, you spend a couple months maybe or, or a couple days or um, maybe down to a couple hours or, or a couple minutes contemplating that and realizing, hey, that's the enemy trying to get me off the path and I'm not getting off the path. And so then you resist him and you, you stay on that path. That brings you to a place where you will not lack anything. James says, count it all joy when you go through these things because you're going to get to a place where you're not going to lack anything. You're going to grow patience. You're going to have integrity. And while you're going through it, God said, ask for wisdom, and you'll get it liberally without fault finding. But you can't be a double-minded man. You have to decide what you want and stick to the path. So Revelation 3.19, Jesus said he corrects those he loves. So you have to be willing to be corrected. And then Revelation 3.20, he said, if you heed my voice, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. And I'm going to dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to recreate you in his likeness. And you're going to be on that path that leads to eternal life. You're going to make it. And you're going to live a good life here. You're going to be his witness. And you're going to have the fruit of his way in your life. So if you want to live that life, then if you've never said this prayer, if you want to repent and get back on that path, or if, if you misunderstood the prayer, we can pray right now. And the, and the prayer is an engagement. And you're saying, yes, I want to be recreated in your likeness. I want to get rid of my spots and my wrinkles. I want to be that beautiful bride that stands before you that day, pleasing to you. I want to look like you. Then pray with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us your way. We thank you that you're going to recreate us in your likeness so we fit into heaven. And so we're not rejected because we don't have that garment on. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that you care so much for us. And we're asking you to come live on the inside of us. We're not answering the knock at at the door, and we agree to be recreated in your likeness, born anew, walking the good plan that you have for us on the good path. Thank you. Help us to discern when the enemy is trying to get us off that path. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. You know, this whole time I've been trying to stay on that path. Jesus has a word. Hang on. Yes, Lord. He's saying, the mysteries of the kingdom of God are meant to be revealed. And those who follow after me, I will show them the truth. And you will walk in the truth, and that truth will set you free. That truth is good for you. The enemy's lying to you to try to make you think his way is better and to make you think his way is my way, and it's not. Come to me, saith the Lord. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Doing the right thing will bring you rest, peace. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. He's so in love with us. I, I don't remember. Oh, I know, I know what I was going to say, but let's just give him the glory for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. I love you and praise you and thank you and thank you and thank you.
You know, another thing I feel like he's saying is you got to get up every day and bind the enemy. Tell him you're not listening to him. Tell him you're staying on that that path. And then though, as soon as you tell him that, he's going to come and try to trick you. So be aware of that. But in Mark 4 and verse 20, I believe it is, is when the word is sown on your good soil and then you receive those promises is where you want to be. That's where I always have been fighting to be. And and so be good soil, be adaptable. Just just plant those seeds in and water them with a word and praise and and just believe and just refuse, resist the enemy with your actions, with your words, getting up every day and putting that truth in your heart so it can grow. So it can grow and others can come then and learn from you. Jesus is coming and we got to get ready. We got to prepare the way for him. We have to stop letting the enemy control us. So thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.